uh, snuck out and I missed the train back to Newark, New Jersey from New York. And the train ends at 1 a.m. So you're done. Wait, you're done. I had to wait until 4 a.m. to get on the train. And my mom and dad had to come pick me up and they cursed me out. And I was like, okay, you're right. I'm still sneaking out again, but okay, you're right. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon. I love those speakers in the back. Oh, they sound so good. Do you know about those speakers? Oh, yeah, I definitely do know about those speakers. They're good speakers. Yeah. You got those in your house? Okay, so I don't have them in my house yet because, you know, my house, I just moved into my house recently. So, you know, she's still trying to get it together. But I will have that in my studio because I have a little studio space downstairs. Oh, nice. Are you working on any music? Yes, I've been working on a good amount of music. I have an EP that I'm hoping to come out pretty soon. And um, yeah, I can't wait until people hear what I have to say through my music. It's going to be kind of dope. I love that. Give me a little, uh, give me like a taste. Like where's your headspace been when you've been writing? So my headspace has just been on my life, right? Like what's happened in my life recently and what continues to happen in my life because it's been happening so fast and it's all still so new to me. I just came full throttly, if that's like a word. Throttly is a word. Okay, yeah, we can make that up. We can put it in different. Um, I just came into the industry like, what, five, six years ago. That's pretty new. That's fairly new. Um, I've been working, obviously, in the industry, but not to this capacity. And um, so I've been writing about that and my feelings in my personal life and how they correlate with this life that I'm in. And I love it. And I think the music ties along with it really beautifully. And it's a bit of pop, R&B. So, you know, it gets you dancing, but it also gets you feeling your moods and stuff. So, yeah. Is that something you wanted to do like your whole life? Yes. That is like, that has been my dream. Like this is no uh, uh, determinant from acting because I love acting. I was trained in it alongside musically, but music came first. Vocals came first. So I had been, you know, I went to school for songwriting. I went to Berklee College of Music for songwriting and minored in performance because I was like, yeah, I need to learn about the intricacy of music and how I can create and piece a song together. Um, so yeah, that's what came first. And it, I'm so happy that it's finally taken like some kind of rocket ship. <laughs> How is it a different um, sort of release music than acting? What does each one give you? Um, because they're totally different. And well, mm-hmm. that, the experience you get creating each of those has got to be completely different, right? Oh, they're totally different. I feel like acting, it's a little bit more laid back and it's a little bit more structured. Um, there are pieces that go into place when it comes to acting. There's hair and makeup first. There is, and you set yourself up with your lines in that hair and makeup space. It's quiet. It's together. It's, then you go to, um, you know, your trailer and you get dressed and you have time within your trailer, maybe 20 minutes before they're setting up on set. You can really have time to really delve into a character. Whereas music, the hair and makeup is quick. The, 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 set changes are quick um the process of making music even though it's long it's very tumultuous and it's sometimes can be a hurry up and wait which i live for because that's the music industry but it's very different from acting totally different and i love that because it keeps me on my toes and makes me energetic it's like a journey and what about like the the soul bearing uh aspect of music are you you're comfortable with that or is is that something you enjoy oh yeah i listen i'm very cryptic when it comes to my writing so like People are going to wonder and I like for them to wonder, but I don't like them to have everything when I'm writing my music. So that's like kind of my artistry. I like to be very, very uncryptic and, you know, a little mystery behind it, but for people to still be able to correlate and relate to what's being said in the song and they can take it back for themselves and be like, oh, I'm going through the same thing, child, you know. Who'd you grow up listening to? 
I listen to a lot of people. Shaka Khan, Aretha Franklin, Andros. Then we take it to the new age, which is little Chloe and Holly, Doja Cat, Beyonce, um, Lil Uzi, Champagne Poppy, aka Drake. Um, it's Yo, just the Drake song, by the way, is fire. I can't believe he came with a house song. That was completely crazy. Me too. You want to know something? A lot of artists are hitting up this house thing. I noticed Tinashe is doing it too. And I was just like, okay, house is the wave right now. It's hitting real hard right now. And I'm kind of glad my music kind of has that aspect to it. Thank goodness I, I got that in right now. Because if I didn't, I probably would be behind. <laughs> I've been a house music fan my whole life. So it's crazy. You know, I grew up like you know, in the 90s with like Crystal Waters and Robin S and, and some of that. And even like- And Penson and- Okay, I see you. Yes. yes. You gotta show me love. Okay, one hundred percent. Underground house music. I grew up like going to raves and getting into house music. I still, you know, love house music. So it's cool to hear, like you said, Tanache and Beyonce and Drake. You know, coming with house music. Um, yeah. I'm feeling I just, that. I just went to my first rave, like maybe like three weeks ago, and it was bomb. Shut up. Where was it? Hilarious. It was at the L.A. Palladium. Yeah. Yeah. They do them there. Oh wow. It very cool. You don't know who you saw, do you? What DJs you saw? Um, what DJ did I see? Mm, darn. Okay, I, I had he, I had him in my head. Mm, uh, I, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get back to you on that one. But he was really. <laughs> here's what here's what matters though. Do you have a good time? Do you stay all night? Did you go till the sun came up? I stayed all night and I enjoyed myself. I didn't do anything crazy. The only thing crazy was the music hitting me and that bass hitting me like how I need to. I think that was my euphoria right there. Music makes me go to another place. So it yeah. was fun. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad you yeah. had that experience. That's Thank so you. Cool. It was when lit. You your music then. When, you, when is this EP coming? So the EP should be happening pretty soon. I mean, I feel like my single is going to be coming out pretty soon. It's called Green Lights and um, it hopefully will be coming out, if not at the end of July, hopefully somewhere in the middle or the beginning of August. So hopefully people will get that and then they'll get a tail end of what my EP slash album is like. And I hope they love it. I got a good amount of songs that I think people would enjoy. I'm excited. Is there a Me name? Too? Uh, so I haven't, well, I have come up with a name for the EP, but I don't know if it's going to stick for now. And at first it was like crazy, sexy, savage, but I don't think that's going to be it. So I can say it now. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's going to be something totally different. Not crazy, sexy, savage. I kind of like that. I know, I know. I just, I want it to be that, but I'm just like, uh, do the songs, are the songs I've written crazy, sexy, and are they savage? Mm, some of them are, but some of them are, are, are sophisticated. So I'm just like, okay, I got to change. I got to figure the title of the song out. It might be self-titled, who knows? I can't wait to find out what word you use to encapsulate all that. That's right. Well, I love that you're thinking that because I'm like, oh my God, what is going to be the word to make sure like they represent all these songs? Yikes. I keep wanting to call you MJ. When you, you moved away from MJ, you're Michaela J now. And um, you said that you kind of wanted the world to see who you are uh, with that name change. But what was hiding behind MJ? Why did you decide to, to kind of shift? I feel like MJ, I solidify myself as an actress as MJ. And also I was called MJ ever since I was a child. Like MJ was my nickname ever since I was like 11 years old. And I kind of wanted to stray away from that. And I wanted people to see the fully encompassed artist, right? The one that's an actress, but she's also a performer and singer and um, an entrepreneur. Like she's, this is who she is. And this is the person behind the M and the J. This is Michaela Antonia J. Rodriguez. And Michaela J is the artist. She is the Sasha Fierce of MJ. She okay, is- now I'm getting you. Okay, I got you. I yes. Well, we all know you obviously from Pose and you've said that um, 
your role there gave you confidence. Uh, how so? Blanca herself. She was a mother. I was, I'm, you know, I'm not a mother yet. Yet. You want to be a mother. I do. But I also feel like I'm young and I still have more time. Oh my God, I'm stressing. Okay, I'm okay. No, but like. Definitely take your time. <laughs> right. Um, Blanca was like the, the piece of the puzzle that I needed to me to just reassure me that, you know, I am powerful. I do have weight to myself. I do have strength and that I can survive, that I can live, you know, if I put my mind to it. So that's what Blanca did for me. And I carry her on my shoulder everywhere I go. You really? Wow. You feel like you carry her everywhere you go. That's amazing. I do. She's like right here. I feel like the Thank audience you. is going to love to hear that. Um, Loot is amazing. Talk about your role and, and working with Maya. What, what a great, hilarious, cool show on Apple TV+. Plus. Thank you. I really appreciate that because I am somebody who is not actually a comedic actress. I am so happy that I'm finally making waves into it and I'm growing more comfortable for people to see the sides of me that I want to exemplify through characters. But so, you're a naturally funny person. Thank you! <laughs> you know what? That just made me really happy, sir. Okay, so this is the thing. I... I was so thankful that I got to finally show pieces and sides of me that were versatile. And every actor says that, but now I re realize why we say it as actors and actresses. It's because we want to show the many um, sides of us that we can just shed when it comes to expressing different kinds of characters. And I didn't want to be stuck in this mold of Blanca, nor did I want people to forget who Michaela J was. You know, I wanted them to know that Michaela J is the vessel for Blanca, for Sophia, for Gemma, for all of these other characters that I've played. And now that I'm in this position where I'm playing really prominent characters, before I was just guest starring, now I'm playing, you know, supporting actor and I was leading actor in Pose. These differentiate, you know, from what I've done before and also solidify me as an actress who actually can play different, really heavy hitting roles. So I wanted that to be the, the biggest thing. What's like your dream role then? Do you have a dream role? Yeah, I want to be Laura Croft. <laughs> Wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I, wanna, I never expected that answer. I love it. Yeah, I want to be that kind of girl. Like, and not Laura Croft specifically because Laura, we love you and we don't want to take your place. But I want to be someone that's like her and possibly even better. Talk about like who you uh, who you play on loot and, and your character a little bit. So Sophia is this like straight laced, self assured, kind of tense and starchy kind of character who loosens up a bit when Molly comes into the space. This free spirited woman who has privilege, but who also has a heart that we break down a little bit more. Both of them have heart, and I think the two of them are like oil and vinegar. And though you see the oil separate from the vinegar, they still taste amazing together. And I think that's what makes this show so good is that the taste of this oil and vinegar relationship makes you want more. It makes you want to season that salad a little bit more. So uh, I think Sophia is the uh, more stern and self-assured and more serious version that the opposite of Molly needs. And she opens up much more than people would expect from seeing the first and third, the first, second and third episode. Mm -hmm. And um, I hope they really get to understand why she is the way she is. It's hard to get, it's hard to get into that without giving away a little bit too much, but. You know, I was trying my best. I was like, Oh, <laughs> Apple TV Plus, go check it out. Do you mind if we ask a couple of uh, fan questions? Because Twitter's blown up. Um, Let's do it. Bianca said, are you embracing your role as an icon in the trans community? 
Okay, first and foremost, no, because I don't see myself as an icon. I don't see myself as a queen. I still see myself as a princess with her tiara tips, like just a little bit. Somebody got to help her. <laughs> right. Uh, but the fact that people are placing that on me when I do get to that point, and I think that'll happen like 10, maybe even 20 years down the line when I'm solidified, um, then I'll own it. But right now I can't. I feel like there's too many like icons now that I'm like, I'm not there yet. <laughs> Who do you think is there? Beyonce, um, Rihanna, um, Viola Davis, mm-hmm. uh, Jennifer Anderson, um, Jennifer Garner. Th- these are individuals who are like there. You know, I'm not there yet. Who are some of your personal heroes then? If those are if those are icons, who are some of your personal heroes? All my personal heroes are my mom, my dad, my second dad, you're like, and my best friend. Like, these are people who uh, have been in my life forever. My uncle, who, you know, God rest his soul, passed away. He was one of the biggest heroes for me because he was um, not only, it's kind of ironic that I call him a hero because he truly was. He was an ex vet, he was a vet, and he was in the army for a minute um, in the military. And also, he was strong. He was dealing with so much stuff health wise and, he still beat it against the odds. We thought that he was not going to be here because of what the doctor said. And he was, he stayed with us for damn near 10 more years. So I look at that as a hero. What a blessing. Um, Kitty Purry says, um, (laughs) Kitty Purry. (laughs) What advice would you give trans kids who are trying to approach their parents and don't know how? Oh, okay. So that is very hard. Obviously it was hard for me to approach my mom when I was younger and also to move through it, even though my mom was, she, she already knew, but you know, it's very tricky because some parents just are not accepting of their trans kids when they come to them and tell them, but I would always still encourage the child to let their parent know so that the child can see where they stand with their parent. And if they have to figure out if that's a safe place for them, or if they have to find a place of comfort with another family. So I think it's the possibility and it's harsh and it's, it's, it's deep, but the possibility of knowing where you could go by saying something and being open and comfortable enough to express to your parents as much as you love them, it's important to let them know so you can have some self um, released and knowing that you did it and you said it. And now you can make the decisions. If your parent is loving, that's beautiful. Then you can build upon that. If your parent is not understanding and doesn't want to quote unquote deal with that, which I don't understand, that's not your parent in the first place. At least that's how I feel. Like any person who is willing to kick out their child, that was never your parent to begin with. Um, Then you have to find it. You have to go search for that. So I would encourage the child or the youth, 14, 17, to go and find the people that really encompass them with love. What a great answer. So your mom wasn't surprised. What about your dad? My dad wasn't surprised either. Like they knew, but this is the thing. My mom was giving her dresses to like gay men back in the day when they were a part of the ballroom scene, the house of LaBasia, you know? So, and my mother knew trans women back in the day. I mean, they weren't, she wasn't friends obviously because she was living with her mother. But my mother would know she would make acquaintances with trans women and new gay men all over the world. And my dad was also a part of that. And back in that time in the 70s and 80s, like, though it was hard living as a gay, lesbian, a trans person, bisexual person, I don't think it was as um, tumultuous as it is now. 
um, I think we're going through actually much more than what my, my parents went through. And it's weird to say. Um, so, but yeah, my, my mom and dad had an understanding of it. I mean, yes, as any parent would ask questions, those came, but never disowning, never separating, never saying this was a phase, never any of that. It was just love. You mentioned, um, the ballroom scene. Some people may not be familiar with what exactly that is and, and what that means. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the ballroom scene is literally a place of solace and comfort for the LGBTQAI Black community. Um, it's an uh, underground scene where Vogue was truly created in New York City and also in Pittsburgh. And these were simply places for the LGBTQ Black, LGBTQAI Black youth to go when their parents or their families displaced them. And there were houses that were set up in these ballroom scenes where people could go to and choose and say, okay, this is where I feel most comfortable and have competitions and dance. And if you were angry, if you were pissed, if you were happy, you let it out on the floor. And that's what ballroom scene is for. So um, it still happens to this day. There's new ballroom scenes coming out of, the, out of the woodworks, some that I didn't know about when I was younger, like the Kiki scene. I'm like, what is that? I never heard about that, um, but it's a new generation. And I love that. That means it's evolving. If that's resonating with people, what you just said, if they're like, wow, I wish I could find something like that. It how do people go about finding that in their community? Sometimes it happens and it comes upon you. I mean, listen, I had the love and, and you know, the, I had nothing but love for my, my biological family. So I had two places to go to. So when my biological family were getting on my nerves, not pertaining to LGBTQ issues, just like child issues, me being sassy and be like, I'm going out, you know, like I would go and sneak out to the ballroom scene. And I think that's what most kids would do. And I feel like that's what you should do if you're an explorer. Take people though that you feel safe with. That's all I would say. Never go by yourself. Don't do what I did. Cause I was the kid that was so gone by myself. Did you ever get caught coming back in the house? And <laughs> yes, I did. I remember one day I went out and missed. So I don't know if you're from New York city or not, but I, there's a I've train. Lived in Philly for a long time, close enough. So you understand. So mm. I went, I was out one night, I snuck out and I missed the train back to Newark, New Jersey from New York. And the train ends at 1 p.m., uh, 1 a.m. So you're done, wait. you're done. <laughs> yes, I had to wait until 4 a.m. to get on the, on the train. And my mom and dad had to come pick me up and they cursed me out. And I was like, okay, you're right. I'm still sneaking out again, but okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you're beautiful inside and out. We really Thank do you. appreciate your time. Thank you. And Lute is so amazing on Apple TV+. Plus. Thank you so much, Michaela J. Of course, anytime. Before we go, I got five random questions. We do five Let's random do questions. And I'd like, like to know your... I'm a what random kind of girl. What's the last song you turned up really loud? Uh, do It by Chloe and Howie. Yeah, nice. All right. What's your go-to cocktail? Uh, hibiscus margarita Ooh, yum so tasty those everywhere i like that i bet you have a, a place in mind you like to go get those don't you i do it's called a uh, little beast the little beast everybody should check it out okay sorry uh number three first crush what was it first crush uh troy garrity i guess i'm there <laughs> how old were you i was real young yeah <laughs> I'm like trying to like line it up in my mind. I'm like, she had to be pretty young. Uh, I was young. I mean, he was in barbershop and he was just so cute. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, number four, what's your most embarrassing moment? I cracked on stage when I was in Rent and it was the most horrible crack ever. And I laughed because it was funny, but everybody was laughing at me backstage. And I was like, what you laughing at? That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
because it only happens once. It's funny, but it happens every night. That's not so funny. And just to let you know, it did happen every night because I got scared. But I mean, I still did it because I had fun. Uh, last question. If you could spend one night, not necessarily romantically, just spend one night with any fictitious character, any fictional character, who would it be and why? Fiero from Wicked. Listen, he's fine. He turned into a scarecrow, which makes him really unique. I would want to deal with him and, you know, just pick his... Um, brains literally i haven't had that answer yet i love that thank you see that michaela j thank you so much of course anytime it really has been an honor thank you for your time are you kidding me the, the honor is mine and it's been an honor with you too period You're amazing i'll talk to you soon thank you okay. i can't wait to hear your music oh thank you thank you and maybe we'll have you back on to just talk about that when that drops. i'm down i would listen i love music and i will talk about it all day so we can definitely do that the OHP Uncut Podcast with Canon.